Baltimore. Welcome to Man in the Mirror. I am your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, with our co-host, Nichelle Johnson. And I am truly honored to have a fellow author on this evening. I am just excited, you know, this on our show tonight. Um, tonight, we welcome uh, Baltimore native author Nakia Robinson. But as always, before we get started, we will start off in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for lying down. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the good weather, the bad weather, and the weather, weather is about to come in the area of Baltimore and everything that's going around our world right now. Lord, we ask your blessings upon our government, Lord, blessings upon our pastors, Lord, Bless upon, uh, you know, just everyone that's in leadership right now, because it is a hard time going on everywhere, Lord. But we know that you, no matter who's president, you are still king, and you reign over everything. We will not, We thank you. We praise you. And we never fail to give you all glory and honor and continue to bless our guests tonight. And we ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Nakia Robinson, and again, if you have a question or comment, please press number one on, our, on your phone, and you'll be put in our queue. A little about Nakia before we bring her on. Nakia Robinson is a Maryland native who has always had a passion for writing. She has been employed in the healthcare industry for over 15 years with such a demanding job. To alleviate some of the stress, Nakia began writing. Soon her creative style took over, and her first novel, You Call That Love, was created. Scared to ask her what that's about, but we'll find out. Soon after her company, Write About It, publications was established. Since the release of her first novel in June of 2013, Nakia published three additional titles in the series, Love Me Right Now, Love Will Never Do, and All For, the number, All For Love, all within one year. And I'm truly flabbergasted with that, but she's going to have to tell me how she did that. Nakia recently released a fifth book in the series, Your Love Is My Drug, and is currently working on a sixth book, Love The Way You Lie. Due to her unique style, Nakia was asked to write the memoir of Joyce Edwards, Living in the Darkest Life, which will also be released this year. So with with that said, I am going to bring on Miss Nakia L. Robinson, author, in a, uh, one of the authors in the surrounding areas of Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome to Man in the Mirror, uh, Nakia. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Hezekiah. I'm really Truly appreciate it. And I'm true. We are definitely truly excited. I'm truly excited to have another author on because I know writing a book was wasn't an easy task for me. But I, from reading that little bit and getting a little bit of information about you, you, you just yours is like you just on automatic. And I'm trying to figure out because when I talked to you earlier, it's like okay, you got three kids. Mm-hmm. Now we have three. Three is almost like six. So when you got three yeah. kids, you got a family, and you were working a full-time job, I'm trying to figure out where do you find time 
to do all this, but let's before you even do that, let's back up to when you, you know when you said what was your life like before you started writing. You know, where, where, what was your life like before you started writing? What, what drove you to writing? I was work. It was something, you know, it's work life, working in the insurance industry. A lot of times things become tedious, and with my personality, it, um, I don't want to say I have ADD, but it was like, okay, the same thing. I need some excitement. And one day while I was at work, I was listening to music, and I was thinking, hmm, I wonder what's the story behind this this song, you know, what would the music video be like and where would they get the story from? And so I just started letting my creative mind take over and before you know it I started thinking, hmm, I wonder how the whole story would play out and I started this I rolled it down like the idea of how the story would go from beginning to end. And something clicked and said, Hmm, why don't you write a book based on this song that you're listening to? And honestly that's what gave birth to the first book. I knew um, being in the insurance industry wasn't something that I wanted to do forever. Right now I'm doing it, but I know it's not going to be my forever job. It's not really my passion. I wanted something additionally to do, and I wanted to use writing to reach out to people, give them like an outlet for when they're stressed, something to look forward to, something to entertain them, not only entertain but also send a message. Excellent, excellent. So was it, okay, I guess my question is, was it something easy that came to you, or what was your process? Now, you know, what was your process to actually get into it? Um, like I said, it was the song. It was like, okay, each song, you like each, every, if you think of an album, every album has a has a song on there. Each song has a, a meaning, and it also has a process when you go from, putting the album together, you have like a song playlist that you put it in order from the beginning. The songs have to play a certain way. And with the story, the way I write, I knew how I wanted the, um, the story to end, and I worked my way back to the beginning. Any time I write a book, I have to know how I want the story to end so I know where, to be, where I can go back from and how I want to begin the story. It was um, the, first, the first book, honestly, I knocked that out probably in – one maybe six weeks, and I gave myself goals, maybe like five thousand words a week, and I just constantly built myself up. And it's like I had this passion; it was, I was excited. It was my first book, and it was like, like I said, like you said, I was the energizer body. And I was like, before I knew it, I had eighty-seven thousand words, <laughs> and I was like, wow. And oh, I was like, I don't believe I did this. And of course, there was a lot of apprehension. I was you know, skeptical, I doubted myself. I was like, is this a really good story? And, you know, I was kind of nervous showing it to a couple people. And at this time I was frequenting a bookstore and I gave it to the owner of a bookstore. He was like, oh, this is a really good story. And he gave me a little confidence and I showed it to a couple other people. And they were like, oh, this book is good, this book is good. And, you know, slowly and surely I started building my confidence up with the book. So it was the the first book was I wanna say that was the easiest one because I was so excited. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But as I'm listen as I'm listening to you, so you basically created your own writing style because everybody has this style. And you created your style, you know, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, you created your style from listening to a song 
and then said, yeah. what is the story behind, what, what, you know, well, you don't know the story unless you know the writer of the song, uh, but what is the story But you're creating your own story out of a song, you know, so, yeah. and then, it, like you said, if, if it's a song, if it's a album that has several songs on it, then you said, mm-hmm. I'm going to create a, a, a list of books in a series. And that's where your series comes in at. So and that's that's interesting because I've never actually heard it put that way. Because music to song is, you know, normally people are actually writing stories whenever you know when they're writing their songs. Many times it's inspiration. So what you're telling us um, is that the songs were inspirational to you. So you said, okay, I'm going to be creative. I'm going to write something about this song and see what it com- comes out. And when people hear, um, hear your, read the stories or read the stories, they said, okay, did they, did you tell them what the song was that inspired the music, uh, inspired the book? I'm not every song that I wrote to you. I'm one of the readers I had came to me. So you know what? I was reading your chapter. He's like, he kept saying, this, these chapters sound like song, and I said a lot of people didn't realize my books are not, not only named after song, but each chapter is named after a song as well. Ah, oh. ah! Oh. Oh. See, that's that's unique. That is that's very mm-hmm. creative because a lot of you know, like you said, no one's thinking about that unless you know the song, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, that jingle would come in your mind as you're reading it. Um, yeah. Any comments or questions, Michelle? Yes, actually, I I noticed that the themes of your book seem to be love. Yeah, and so. I'm assuming you were listening to a lot of love songs. That's number one. <laughs> number one. But also I wanted to know that, uh, what kind of spin you put on it yourself. Like, okay, it's about love, but is there a certain message that you were trying to get out about love or does it depend on the song or is there something that you kind of put forth in every book? Most definitely. Um, it did start off the first book you called that love. It started off, so I said, okay, the second book, ironically, I wasn't trying to go for the love title, but it just happened to be that way, and it's just like I try to follow the love thing. But each book does have its own message. Like the first book, you're dealing with um, self-consciousness, um, a lot of insecurities. In book two, you may deal, you know, I'm dealing with trying to rebuild trust. Book three is like a whole lot of, lies and scandal. So each book that I write, it does have its own theme. It also has its own issues where a person has to overcome. I want the world to know that not everything is black and white. There are a lot of grays and there are a lot of colors throughout the world. So not, you can't always say, oh, this happened, so I'm going to do this. And so when I write, I try to go into detail. I give as much as real life scenarios that I can to get people thinking outside the box. And like I said, like with the first book, that's definitely dealing with a lot of insecurities, self-doubt, and learning how to love yourself. And book two discusses another topic, and book three and so on and so on. Each book has its own theme. Awesome. So so I noticed that in that you said, like, overcoming. So, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I know they, they say book writing is supposed to be like in an arc. You present the problem, you present, you know, kind of what's mm-hmm. happening, and then you 
sort of like a resolve. So is that yeah. is that kind of what you're doing? Like you present these problems, but then you the characters are overcoming them. Definitely, most definitely, it's like therapeutic. And it's like you watch the person go through these things, and a lot of times it's like, no, why are you doing this? Don't do this. And then, you know, you don't understand. You may not agree, but at the end, you see the result. And like I say, each book deals with different topics. I'm not saying at one stage, let's say for a book one, we discuss trust issues. We learn how to trust someone. And then, you know, three books down the line, you may have that same issue again, but it's because something else happened or something else traumatic is happening each time it happens, it may be, you may learn how to overcome that trust, but throughout that experience, you're walking away with wisdom, and it may not be the same thing. Just because we have to go through trials and tribulation one time doesn't mean it won't happen again. And and so, well, that, that's actually, so I'll stop there because that's, that's awesome because that's kind of, you know, it's kind of like it's a little life lesson stuff. Exactly. Uh, you know, put in there, and honestly, that makes the book to me relatable because that's what we go through in everyday life. We, you know, things happen, and then we have to figure out how to get past it, how to overcome it, how to grow exactly. from it. Yeah, so I can see, you know, how that definitely would catch people's attention. Yeah, exactly. And each time, you know, you come out wiser. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you like think back, like. I knew better. Why did I do it again? But, you know, that's life. You, know, you can't say, oh, I've learned from this lesson once. I'm not going to do it again. You never know what's going on. Because sometimes we do get vulnerable. We are vulnerable. We are human. And so it doesn't exclude us from not experiencing the same thing over and over again. And every time I write, and my goal is the person must feel the story. And it's like, I get happy when I, people tell me that they cry reading the book. And I say, well, if I made you cry, that's a good thing. I can make you laugh, and I can if I can actually get tears from your eyes, and I feel good. That means I've done my job. Wow! Excellent. And You're listening a, live with me. All right, go ahead. Well, this is another question. So, don't don't get me, Mckay, because I haven't I haven't read your any of your books. Oh no, books. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> so we so will have to remedy that situation, but. <laughs> What I was going to ask is, you know, is there like a uh, a common person in every book? Are the stories kind of continuing, or is it like each story is separate and on its own? There is a common person in every book. Originally, when I wrote this book, it was only going to be a two-book series. However, (laughs) no one wants me to in the book. So it's like ongoing and ongoing and ongoing, which is the reason probably why, well, it is the reason, it's not the, probably, it is the reason why I did four books in one year. And um, the first two books, like it's the first, <laughs> the first book, um, You Call It Love, it focuses on Yasmin. She's the one who where it originated from. And the first two books are about Yasmin. And then the third book discusses her best friend. And, you know, she's Yasmin's involved, but she's not as is involved is the first two and a lot of people like I love the third book but I need more Yasmin I need more Yasmin and so I try to bring in more characters and I do bring in more characters but it definitely Yasmin's in every book Yasmin she's a very huge part and people just seem to love her character wow okay
Excellent. You're listening live with Man in the Mirror with your host, Ezekiah Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. And we have the magnificent Miss Nakia L. Robinson, a Baltimore native author who is telling us about her books. You know that she's been that she's written, and I'm jealous of it because she's wrote four books in one year with six kids and a husband, and you know she got a lot of work going on, but she did it. You know, I, you know, I'm just being facetious, but but um, we're we're just having a good time. You can call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one. Um, or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash the mirror. And um, if you have any questions on or comments, you can, um, we're going to, in a half after our break, we're going to, you know, open it up for questions and comments. We have a few surprises for you guys as well. Um, but um, I have a question because um, Michelle touched on it a little bit, Nakia. But okay. I wanted to know myself, are there any realism in your book? I mean, is your book touching on stuff that pe- that people may say, hey, look, I know as a writer, we write about lives, real lives, or fictitious lives, but are there is there any actual realism in your book? Are you actually talking? I know you may say yes, you may know, or you may say, hey, look, I'll let you guys figure it out. Um, you know, are, are any of the, your characters real no none of my characters are real although some personalities uh, may be from people I know but it's not one particular character oh this is you're definitely talking about this person now let's say I may have a character that was you know outgoing outspoken or something like that that may be more so my sister my sister's more so the outspoken one because just like me I have three kids my mother has um three kids, and my sister is more so like the outspoken one. I was the quiet one, the reserved one. And like one of the characters in here, she's like outspoken always, you know. She's, you know, on top of the world, does a lot of things, very sociable. That may be my sister, but it's not necessarily my sister. Some similarity, some traits. I just take different things from different people. Okay. I'm a people watcher. So has anyone... <laughs> Oh, okay, and that's a good thing because that's where we get our stories from. Mm-hmm. Um, has anyone ever come up to you and asked you that question? You know, I do get that. I do get that um, question often. I say, no, actually, no, <laughs> no. It's just something. It's just like I don't know. I just I read. You know, I may see something, and I, like I said, I observe people. Like with one of the things with um. Yes, man, the first book, you know, the first book you call that love, it starts off with, yeah, it was a very attractive young lady, but she has a lot of insecurities because of her parents, and one of the things that she hates is her eyes. She has these gorgeous, hazel green eyes that people were fascinated with, and a lot of people say, well, where did you get this? What was so important about having a character with hazel green eyes? I said, because a lot of people think because the character's Light skin has hazel green eyes that oh automatically a lot of people think oh she thinks she's she's conceited she thinks um, everyone's supposed to stop and no one you know that she's perfect and you know a lot of people have a lot of animosity towards her and think oh she's just conceited where in reality they say oh she's pretty she's conceited she's unapproachable she's stuck up but in reality this person has a lot of insecurities and I was reading something and. Uh, I saw a couple people say, all my life people thought because I was light-skinned with 
green eyes that I was conceited and unapproachable, and as a result, I've never had girlfriends, and it's hard for me to have a relationship with a male. I said, hmm, a lot of people don't think that. So it gave me the idea, too, with the song to why not come up with a character that has these beautiful traits, but at the same time, they have a lot of insecurities. It's not, it's, it's common, but a lot of people don't realize that. So basically, uh, which is. Go ahead. Yeah, I would say basically you're saying that people are stereotyping if you got blonde, blonde and blue eyes or if you're Correct. light-skinned because everybody think light-skinned people mm-hmm. conceited because all the guys, yeah. you know, if you're light-skinned girl, all the guys want that light-skinned girl with those beautiful green mm-hmm. eyes and all they look at yeah. is the eyes. They don't see nothing else. She could have, she could be a doctor. They don't care. <laughs> that would be a plus. But, you know, she could be a doctor. But they don't care. But you don't. You don't know. Basically, when you see that person, do you see that person? Do you see what that person really is? Or are you looking at her as a piece of meat, or you know, sirloin steak? Or are you looking at her as wow? She, she's a person. She's real. She's real. I mean, she's real. She got issues. She got problems. You know, some guys, you look at some of these women as light-skinned, you may not want that problem, but you're just looking at her like, wow. You know, you made me want to run the other, other way. But you, we, this, is, this is what society does anyway. Society looks exactly. at a person and they basically they stereotype them automatically. As soon as you see a person like that, oh, she conceded, or he conceded. Girl, women, women are worse, too. They're looking at a guy, he light-skinned so, you know, they look at the guy and say, he light-skinned, you know, or he dark chocolate. I mean, I mean, we do this every day, all day long. Okay. Okay. And you may not. Okay. <laughs> and, you can, and, and you may say, I'm just going to keep it real because she wrote a character, light-skinned, and hazel green eyes. And everybody didn't think about. You know, I, 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 but it's just to be set in the jaw for for saying light skinned. I'm a need you. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just keeping it real. I am just keeping it real because this is stuff. As Nakia said, this is stuff that we see every day, and I see it every day, basically, and we hear it every day. But the reality is, you know, we have a love. Of, we have to learn to love people for people. Exactly. Because I I seen and, a post on Facebook. Even if you're the most beautiful person around, mm-hmm. and you have a nasty attitude, you ugly. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a facade. You can be you can mm-hmm. you can you know I don't 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 beat me up. You know we have some stars that are just as beautiful as can be, but they have a nasty disposition. Yeah, yes they do. And that's just it. So mm-hmm. what does that make you? Yeah, I know I went off on a rampage with that, but I would just <laughs> the point is that we don't know what a person has been through or gone through. And that's what I love exactly. about this show. It's about real people, real stories, real overcomers. When these characters have to over they she had to overcome something and you're gonna make me wanna read the book now, so I haven't had a chance to read it, but I'm going to actually download and like, okay, what is going on? Because you know, when I when I hear this, I'm like, okay, let me just see what's going on. 
because, again, that's why I like. We are real people, real stories, real overcomers. People are people, good, bad, or indifferent. They may look like they're on top of the world. You don't know what their story yeah, is. Story. Yep, exactly. Um, any, <laughs> any questions or comments, Michelle? Well, I was I was just going to ask, it's kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying. So do you find, Nakia, that a lot of your characters, so we know we know they're not based on real people, but they mm-hmm. they are carrying or they are representing the issues of real people. Yeah. Is a way to say it. So, um, do you find that because of that, you know, a lot of your characters have to be layered, like there's layers to them, like peeling back an onion. So it's not, you know, we were talking about the the character Yasmin, so she wasn't what she seemed on the outside. Mm-hmm. So you write kind of all your characters with those, you know, make them three-dimensional. That is, definitely, you know. Definitely, yeah. because um, prime example, that is um, book one, like, Yasmin has the best friend in the book. Her name is Landon. She's the type of person. Her, her her life at home was opposite. She's the only child, both her parents are lawyers, so pretty much anything she wanted she could have. Um, she was she was full, went to private school. So when she went into the dating world, if you weren't making six figures or more, then she wasn't going to deal with you. And Yasmin's the opposite, but when I went to tell her story, a lot of people they couldn't stand um, Landon. They didn't understand why she, why Yasmin clung to her, how they were even friends. But after I gave the background on her story and why she was the way she was and what she experienced, they understood and they actually felt sorry for. Her. And they like they're asking me. I get emails every day. It's okay. What's going on with Landon? I need more Landon. They're looking for the character now. Even with Yasmin, even with her beauty. Actually, you know, they read the synopsis, oh, typical light-skinned girl with green eyes. I am proud to say people don't see that after they read the story. They more so fall in love with the personality and the character, and it's like they feel like they have a personal connection with Yasmin and even like with other characters that I've gone on to talk about. They're just like, wow, I never knew. But now it makes sense with the person. Because when you said in the previous book you gave a hint, and now I see why you did it because it all makes sense now. It's like connecting the dots. <laughs> wow. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. You know, I'm going to see you next with Tyler Perry too. I'm trying to get up there, but you're just a couple steps ahead of me. I, you know, you're going to have yours. It's going to be a movie or, you know, or a play or something because this is what people need to see and read about. Get those books out there because you know experience. We see things, you know, we see things, but then we can turn those into a story. And, and you, like did, you did that. You you did definitely. that. You definitely did that. We are almost at our halfway mark, Michelle. You're listening live with Hezekiah L. Montgomery, um, a man of mirror, co-host Michelle Johnson. We're having a beautiful conversation with author Nakia L. Robinson of Baltimore, Maryland. What part of Baltimore, if I may ask, Nakia, are you from? Or what part of Maryland are you from? I'm part of, I'm just right outside of Baltimore in Owings Mills. It's probably like 20 minutes 
Baltimore County, so just around Baltimore, right, right there. <laughs> Only she knows Maryland, not too right. far. All right, so you're in the so you're in the bougie area. That's okay. That's all right. you're in the bougie <laughs> area, of Baltimore. <laughs> not like that. That's okay. Not like you. Know. <laughs> 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 I heard you were going to your house in the Hamptons after you take the show. I'm not, I'm not as bougie as you yet. I heard you were going to the Hamptons. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. You know, we gotta have some fun on this show. I said, okay, you know. <laughs> So, but we're going to have a couple words from our sponsors and our supporters, and then we'll be back with, you know, after we get these information from our supporters, and then we'll take a break, and we'll be back with our live interview uh, with author Nakia L. Robinson, Music Instruction for All Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443 443- Five seven four fifty four ninety one to set up an appointment to talk with our instructors, and please visit visit us on our new and improved website at www.mifalinc.org. That's www.mifalinc.org. Thank you. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curvyboss.com. And we'll be back momentarily, with again, with our live interview with author Nakia L. Robinson. <laughs>
We are back live with Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson, with our new friend of Man in the Mirror, author, Nakia L. Robinson. I was going to say Baltimore, but my bad. She's from, you know, Baltimore area, you know, Owens Mills area, but that's still surrounding Baltimore, so, you know, I won't fault her for that. But anyway... We are excited. We're having a beautiful conversation with Miss Nakia tonight. And also, I asked Miss Nakia to do us a favor. So I'm going to, I hope she remembers it because, we, you know, for those who call in, um, you can call in at 917 889 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com/man-dash and uh, the mirror, and join us in the chat room because Nichelle uh, is actually monitoring the chat room. So if anybody's in there, she's actually been taking care of that. But um, we're just having a good time. And I ask, um, we have a couple gifts for those who actually signed on one, you know, the first or the second person, or if you want to talk to her. And if you are signed, if you did call in, you can actually – um, press number one on the phone, and if you have any questions, because I'm hoping you do, but if not, we keep it moving. Um, if you have any questions um, for our guest about herself, and, um, and you know what, Nakia, we're going to keep this open. Give us your contact information so Michelle will be able to actually in our um, – do you have a website? Yes, my website is <laughs> – oh, it's a long one. It's www.writeaboutitpublications.com. All right, it's spelled R I T H T. Yes. <laughs> about it, A B O U T I T publications.com. You can also reach me, email. I answer my emails within 24 hours. My email address is Nakia, N A K I A R W, at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram as um, Nakia, N Y K I A, number 8, Nakia. Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook as well. Like I said, I would love to hear from everyone. I I love to interact with readers. You inspire me. So please reach out. Excellent. Now, I'm hoping the show got off because I was trying to write all that, but you just, you know, you got a lot going on right there. So we'll get it. You know, we'll have you put that <laughs> or email that to us. Definitely. We make sure we get it. Definitely. Because, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing because we want people to be able to contact you. We want to be able to, people to, you know, get your book. Now, how can they get your book? I'm um, book right I'm now. Sorry, they... my bad. <laughs> I know I'm trying to catch up with you. I know you have about ten that you're going to release this year, right? I'm trying to keep up with you. Yeah, no, no, no. I wish you got you got eight kids and uh, ten books. You got eight and kids and ten books. I'm and a husband. I know, but it's, I'm trying to get on your level. You spend so much time traveling. You know, you going on that private jet when you get off tonight, right? <laughs> Oh, go ahead and speak it, girl. I like it. Speak that. Speak it. Yes. You know what? Write the vision. I got to write that down on my vision board. Yes. Private we jet. Yes, private but jet. Anyway. Wait, but you say you're getting away from this winter weather. But my books, um, they can be found on Amazon as well as on Barnes & Noble. Amazon. I'm, I'm low. Sure. I'm Barnes currently... & Noble, too good. Mm-hmm. On the website. <laughs> they can be found on the website. So, yeah, some... 
currently I'm loading up. I'm like revamping my website, but um, you will be able to see the books as well as um, get a synopsis of the books that I have out there. Like I said, Amazon, I'm very fortunate. Every book that I've written has gotten no less than four, um, a four-star review. So I'm very proud of that as well. Amen, amen. And now, um, what do you have? Do you have any special gifts for any one of our call people that have called in or are listening in? Yes, anyone on the call in, I'm giving away four copies of the first book, We Call That Love, in the electronic, the e-book. Um, provide me with the email address, and I will provide you with a free copy of the first book in the series, You Call That Love. Want you to get addicted to the series. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I'm going to actually keep going with the show, keep going with the interview, while letting the show go on, because we have a few people that called in. But I'm going to see, you know, I'm going to talk to them privately, mm-hmm. so they know. Okay. So, because there's one that called in, and see who, see if we can give these books away. You know, you know, because you know, when you come on, we, you know, we want, you know, it's almost like on a community thing. We get out there, get the information out there. One person reads your mm-hmm. book, another person read it, and they'll get addicted to it, addicted to your series. Yeah. And yeah. then maybe you'll put Tyler Perry out of business. I don't know. But, uh, no, it's enough, it's enough love for everyone. <laughs> it's enough yeah. love for everyone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, what I'm going to do, Michelle, I'm going to put it in your corner, let you do some, um, ask some questions and stuff for a minute while I go on the sideline and see what I can do. I know you wasn't ready for it, but with the words, they be also ready. <laughs> yes, I'm working with you. You have to be extra ready. Yes, <laughs> I Amen. see that. I see that, Michelle. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but uh, so do you have any um, things since you're local do you have anything coming up or any events going on any book signings any, anything happening there not right now this is the winter month and I hate driving so it's like I like to keep a low crowd this is the season where I hibernate and get my ideas together for the books like right now I'm working on book 7 and I have an idea for book 8 so I'm like I'm like I'm being strategic right now, <laughs> so I'm probably gonna start doing book signings. Probably I want to start going out in March, right after the weather break. Okay. So I'm awesome. just thinking, I'm working on building my uh, website and you know focus on ways to market and get the word out there. Okay. And, and then also I'm I'm sorry. Uh uh-uh, uh, go ahead. And I was, um, I'm actually finishing up this biography, which I'm very proud of. Uh, one of the readers that I had, I was doing a book signing in, like, the D.C. area, and um, a lady, sweet young lady, came up to me and approached me, and, you know, I could sense her when I was talking to her. She was very friendly, and she's like, oh, I read your book, and I like how um, the characters, it's like I could feel the story, I could feel the emotions and stuff like that. She said, yeah, I have a... I have a story. I've been through so much in my life, and I just want to get the story, and I think I need to tell it. It would be healing and therapeutic. And I said, yeah, everyone has a story. Definitely do it. And she reached out to me, and I actually just finished on her biography. I'm in the process um, We're in the process of getting it printed up. So hopefully we're trying to have it out by the second or third week of February, if not sooner. It's called Living in the Darkest Life. It's the um, 
the story of Joyce Edwards, and this story right here is amazing. This oh, young wow. woman, the things she's gone through, um, just to give you, like, a brief idea, that um, she was born up, you know, in a foster care system. She was put in there at five because her mother was her, her mother's way of saving her from her father. Her father was very abusive, um, very narcissistic, and her mother suffered from schizophrenia. And so oh, she was in the foster care system. She came back briefly to live with her parents at the age of 15, with her father at the age of 15. And during this time, what the story opens up was she had twin young sisters. They were 18 months. And the father, one day, they went out to the park, and the twins came home with some steel bites. And the father got a, a, a bathtub, like a tin tub, filled it with mm-hmm. hot water, bleach, peroxide, rubber alcohol, all types of chemicals. And put the twins in there. So, oh. you know, the twins were screaming and everything. And it was so horrible that, that um, you know, the skin was, <laughs> the twins' skins were peeling off. And unfortunately, later on, you know, she was holding the baby and the baby actually died in her arms. And it gets even more traumatic because as they're going through trial with everything with this whole scenario, the father gets on the stand and tells the whole world, you know, D.C. is in the Washington Post and everything, that she's the one who did this. Oh. And that's just, yeah, and that's just only the beginning. You know, so all her life she, you know, has this puppy right in this life, this, this hanging over her head. It's like, that would be her, you know, her, she called him Tweety Tweety Bird, her little Tweety Bird. It's like this has always been over her. It's like she's been, she's been shy, you know, it was all over the news. She's 15 years old. You just, you know, you have this story following you and, again, People are judging you based on what they think they know, but they don't know. And so I had the opportunity to tell her story, give the truth, and to help her in the healing process. So we're finishing that up now, and we're trying to get that book out because this is going. This is an amazing story. Wow, that is really, really awesome. So mm-hmm. you're on on the way to finishing that up as well. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Is there any expected release date on it? That sounds like a, you um, know. We're doing I mean, February. I, yeah, we, um, okay. I sent it to um, the printer this Friday. I sent it Wednesday. So we're trying to get we're trying to get it out by February. So we're just finishing it up now, going through, you know, the preliminaries, getting the cup and everything printed up. So we're aiming for mid-February. Okay, so I'm going to be the typical Hezekiah because I know he would do this, so I know I won't be chastised. But when that drops, I think, I mean, her story, it's horrific, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's a story just to know the fact that she's come up to you and she's trying to get the story out there already lets yeah. me know that she's in, in, a, in a state of overcoming what happened to her. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So that's definitely a story that we would, you know, love to talk mm-hmm. of you and maybe even have you and both her on on the sh- back on the show when that. Oh, drops. definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. We have to uh, make sure we send you a um, advanced copy of the book. So it's definitely, uh, once we get it, you'll be <laughs> you'll be one of the first ones to receive this copy of the book. Definitely. Okay. Awesome. So you just you, you just saved Michelle. You just you just saved Michelle because I caught that. I just came back. You caught that. A typical as a kind. You just I guess free book. Okay, I'm good. You know I love anything free. So oh, was I wrong? Just, was I wrong? 
I'm going to do a Mark Furman <laughs> from O.J. Simpson. I, plead, I, I affirm my Fifth Amendment rights. <laughs> so anyway, she's one. She's 100% correct because we love to have you both on the show. And I'm over here trying to give, you know, see if we can get some people some free e-copies of your books, but that didn't happen. But that's okay. Um, if you're online, if you're on the phone, press number one on your, you know, phone because I have a few people who are online. But we, you know, we're trying to get your information so we can actually, you know, get you a few, co- a couple copies of her e-book so you can actually hear about this um, fantastic young lady who got 12 kids and can write. Uh, ten books in one year. I don't know how she does it. You can call but, eight um, kids. She you said call... you call these twelve kids. I went from six to eight, and then I went to twelve. So how do you have about fifteen? Uh, you can call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one, or nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one, or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash n dash the mirror and talk. Talk, ask questions, because she's doing an excellent job. You know, she was a little nervous. I said, don't be nervous. You know, just have some fun. We want you to come in here to give us, tell us what you're doing, because you're doing a great work. And tell us about you, because you you, you are a person. I may joke, but I can see through everything. And, I, and, you know, that's what I love about this show. She's a real person. She got some real stories going on in her life. But you know, her release from the real world is writing. And sometimes we need that. We need something to release what's going on in the real world because the real world could be draining. And people don't understand that. The real world, when you've been, you know, when you've been at a work at a place for 15 years, I can tell 15 Uh or 20 years, that can be draining. She's trying to hang it into retirement probably, but who knows when her writing career actually puts off, she may change, change her mind. But right, right now she's using that as a release, and she's doing a fantastic job. And we take our hat off thank to you. you. We applaud you. We thank, well, thank you, you for um, coming on to the show. But getting back, we would love, you know, once that story drops or once you guys are ready, we would love for you to come back on Man in the Mirror. Because that's a real story. That's something that, we, you know, we want mm-hmm. our audience to hear. Because we are all overcomers from something. Just like I forgot her name, but just like that young lady with the hazel eyes and, the, you know, yes. light-skinned. Okay. But, you light-skinned. know, we have to overcome something. <laughs> we have to overcome something. Because if we don't overcome, then life will beat you down. And, but, yeah. you know, we when we become overcomers, then we can say, yeah, I've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, and some of us have, but we can be up there to help other people. And I just want to send a shout-out to um, your publisher. He was the one who actually told me about you. I definitely want you to give a shout-out to your publisher. I'm Leroy. I'm actually self-published, but Leroy and I have met. Um, he's um He's a great friend. I love Leroy. He always helps me out. I definitely want to give a shout-out to Leroy McKenzie. He's a great guy. Anything he has, I'd recommend. Please support Leroy McKenzie. He's great. He's always wonderful, so gracious. Another great person. It's like I owe a lot to uh, Leroy. We're self-published. I met um, Leroy doing a, um, a meet-up group that's here in Baltimore, and 
I'm I'm self-published actually, and Leroy he has a publisher company. He has a lot of great authors under him. So I'm not quite under Leroy, but we do um, a lot of things together. Okay. I cannot say lots of good things about Leroy. You better because so he's on there listening. Leroy McKenzie, follow Leroy McKenzie. Check out all his titles. He has a lot of great books, and even he has great authors. And like I said, he's the best person. It's like I've met a lot of people in the publishing game, and Leroy's like number one. He's up there. He's the number one. I can't say enough good things about Leroy. <laughs> amen, amen. I'm gonna say something nice because we've had we've had we've had Leroy on the show. Yeah, you trying to get your you trying to get your you know you trying to get your kudos in there, making sure you stay on his good side because he was the one that actually um, recommended you for this week to be on the show. So it's it's been a blessing and a pleasure, Mr. McKen- Leroy, because you I called him. He's always he's a, when I call him. He was on our show a while ago, and okay. I mean we enjoyed him being on here. And then we had several of his authors and yourself on the show. When I talked mm-hmm. to him earlier this week, he said, you know, he told me about you, and we got in connection. See, that law of attraction. See, you know that law of attraction. You know that law of attraction. That's chemistry. That's Leroy. <laughs> he only says good things. <laughs> only good things for Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you put that stuff out there real good, girl. I, I don't have nothing to say because Leroy, she is pushing that stuff out there. <laughs> But um, we're down under nine minutes, and we have people coming in. If you have any questions for our guest tonight, you can call in at 917-889-2271. I don't care if we go over 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. You may care, but if we go over it, then that's fine. But call in at (laughs) 917-889-2271. Press the number one, and, you know, get a chance to speak to Ms. Nakia L. Robinson. Because guess what? You know, when you hear about her first book, Love Will Never Do. Love, what do you call that love? All for love. <laughs> love me right, love me wrong. I'm always going to get it wrong, but love me right. You know, you know that, that's the title you right there, love me right. So where's the private just taking you at tonight? You all excited? Where you going at tonight? <laughs> <laughs> When you do a show after nine o'clock, you gotta wake yourself up and like, okay, I've been busy all day. I have to do a show between nine and ten, and we gotta get to this. But you know, I don't want to delay. It looks like we have a few people popping up for questions, actually. So, and we're like eight minutes out. Gotta get them. All right. All right, let's get them now. Let's get them now. Go ahead. You take over. And that one ending in 8103, she is actually, she, you know, Kia, you get her information. Yes. Or we'll get her information because she's the Please. one going to actually um, get the book. And we got another okay. one, 2324. Okay. But Michelle um, will take, take over that area. Go ahead, Michelle. Okay, thank you. All right. So caller ending in number 8103. You are live on the Man in the Mirror with our guest Nakia Robinson. Welcome, caller eight one zero three. Hello. I wanted to say hello. Good evening. Good evening. I wanted to say congratulations to Nakia for her her books, and I just commend you on all that you are doing and I am enjoying hearing the show with Michelle and 
Hezekiah there, and you guys are doing a great job this evening. It's been very informative, and I do look forward to getting the book and reading more about what it is Nakia is sharing with the whole world here. Thank you. I look forward to sharing it with you. (laughs) Well, congratulations, caller. Oh, I think she went back out. Okay, so congratulations to our caller, and uh, we'll make sure that the information. Do we need want to get her information while we were on air, or we she can do that off air? I'll t- I'll take care of that. You keep going. All right. Okay. I didn't think she wanted to blast all her information across the airway. <laughs> uh, also, we have a caller ending in. Two three two four again. Caller ending in two three two four. Welcome to the Man in the Mirror with our guest Nakia Robinson. Hello. Good evening, everybody. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay, I had it. I had it. I had my phone on mute. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are How you? you? I'm doing great. <laughs> awesome. Hello. Do you have a question or comment for Nakia? Well, I have a I have a comment since she wanted to shout me out this evening. <laughs> What's up, Kia? How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You sound great. Sounding great. Sounding great. Kia, I I um I want I did want to say, please, everybody, if you get you you do not want to miss the opportunity to buy this lady's book series. Let me tell you. Every single one of her books are a, I mean, are a monster. Let me tell you. You pick it up, you will not want to put it down, and you're going to want even more. She had it right. You will get addicted once you read the first one. So I'm going to let everybody know that. Here, I started reading, and I haven't had a chance because I'm reading so many books at one time, but I read the first chapter of your last book right now, and, and I might have to push some of my other books to the side so I can finish it. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, Nakia, I have to ask, is this the outspoken sister? No. That's actually oh, Leroy. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Oh, well, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, you know his, I'm glad you know his voice. <laughs> okay. My bad. I'm I'm going to fade into the background. <laughs> That's the great Leroy McKenzie Jr. She kept saying his name so much. It's like a genie in a bottle. She kept rubbing it, and the genie popped up. That's and right. Said, okay. Look, she was shouting out a few people. To, uh, I think while you were gone away with, with uh, the guests, but she was shouting out a few people. But, yeah, she did. Shout Leroy out exceptionally well. <laughs> Excellent. We appreciate you, Leroy, calling in and for, you know, giving her as a, you know, referring her as a guest because she did an excellent job. She was nervous. So she said, I said, Absolutely. don't be nervous. Just have some fun. 
and she did an excellent job. We applaud her, ladies and gentlemen, for putting the effort to coming on. You know, when people call you, you got a choice. Am I going to do it or I'm not? But we want to get the exposure of other authors. We want to get, the, you know, get you out there with your story. Again, that's why I said real people, real, real people with real stories who are real overcomers because we've all been through something. And we all have a story, and hers is just she's taking what she knows through songs, which is I love her writing style. She's taking what she has through songs and turned them into stories. That's the style. She has created a whole style. I can believe she can go to the college and say, hey, look, this is what you can do. Those people who are paying for stuff like this, she can actually, she's actually doing it. Self-taught, self-published, you know, publication, she's doing it. Um, any closing remarks, um, Nakia? Um, yeah, Ken. I would like to thank Lee McKenzie, Leroy, thank you so much. But I thank you, Hezekiah, in the show um, for having me on the show. It was great. Thank you for helping me get at ease with the show. And also, I have to send a shout-out to my supervisor I had um, when I first wrote my four books. Now, that's honestly, that's the reason why I got four books out one year. The supervisor I had during the time on the um, health industry, Dorothy Smith, Dorothy Smith, you know, I like to give people props, Dorothy Smith. She allowed me the time to take off to write the books, and she also motivated me because she'd be like, Nikea, where's my book? Where's my book? So I knew I had to read it even now that, you know, she's retired on to better and bigger things. I still reach out to her even with my last book. I have to say, I was like, okay, what do you think? So her critique means so much to me. It's like if I know she gets it, if she's crying, then I know I've done good. So that's who I look to um, look to to get my inspiration to. So I thank you guys. I thank Leroy McKenzie. I also thank Dorothy Smith and, of course, my mother because without her, I wouldn't be here. And she always told me I had my imaginary friend along. It's now I see why. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all had those imaginary friends. Some of us still do. But anyway, yeah, um, any closing remarks, Michelle? Say it again. I'm sorry. Any closing remarks? Um, no, I just I wanted to say I really enjoy. I always say no, then I keep talking. So anyway, I really <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we, like you say, we we used to that. But go ahead. I really enjoyed you, Nakia. I actually cannot wait to read your book. I love um, supporting local Baltimore artists. So I encourage our audience to definitely, um, I did in the uh, event page for tonight's show, I have already posted your website. I posted um, your um, contact information. And if uh, people want to reach out, they, I also put the locations where they can uh, get the book. So definitely I encourage our listening audience to get the book. Uh, we definitely love to hear uh, from local artists, and we love to hear stories about people being able to overcome their issues. And perhaps, you know, it can be an inspiration to our listening audience to overcome some things in their life as well. So we just really thank you, Nakia, for um, joining us tonight and for having an awesome show. You did fabulous. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. I'm over I'm over here clapping for you because you did a good job. Excellent. 
I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm about to go and write like a, to... an apology to um, Leroy. Go ahead. Go. Uh-huh. I go would, too. <laughs> you better write one. She done said his name. She done said Leroy, Leroy, Leroy about 25 times. <laughs> and he came on and said, you done put my name out there, so I might as well come on and say something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening in and talking to our guest tonight. We truly enjoyed our interview with the fantastic Nakia Robinson of Owens Mills, Maryland. <laughs> As always, Nakia Robinson is now a part of the Man in the Mirror, our Man in the Mirror family. If you have any more questions, or our information will be on our event page. And thank you again, Hezekiah from the Hamptons. I like her. I like her. Anyway, um, this has been Hezekiah Montgomery, and as always, we'll see you at the mirror.